Hello and welcome to What The Heck, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. Every week we look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, and then look at all the theories surrounding it. I'm your host Glenn, and I can't give you the answers to these unexplained things, because I don't know what they are. I'm just here to give you the information to decide for yourself. All research is done as academically as I can, and references are given at the end of the episode. This week's episode is a true crime episode. We're looking at the disappearance of Harold Holt. Harold Holt was born in 1908. His childhood isn't particularly relevant to the story, so I'm not going to go into it. Instead, we're going to fast forward a bit. In 1966, Harold Holt became the 17th Prime Minister of Australia. He'd already served as Deputy Leader of the Liberal Party for 10 years. The previous Prime Minister, Robert Menzies, retired, leaving Harold to take over in January. On February 14th, Harold introduced the decimal currency to Australia, dollars and cents. The war between the US and Vietnam was happening around this time. Harold had visited the US in the June to discuss this issue with Lyndon B. Johnson, the president at the time. From this, he adopted the slogan, all the way with LBJ. However, as more people began to protest sending people to Vietnam, Harold campaigned for a general election. This took place in November 1966, and his policies seemed agreeable with many, giving his government an additional 10 seats in their parliament. By the end of 1966, 6,000 Australian soldiers had been sent to Vietnam to help the US. At the end of May 1967, a referendum was held to change the Commonwealth Constitution. A resounding vote for yes meant that Aborigines could be counted in the national census. This in turn meant that the federal government would be just as responsible as the individual states for Aboriginal affairs. Later in 1967, the opposition to sending troops to Vietnam caused Harold's government to be under attack over various issues, including how it handled the Voyager disaster, VIP aircraft flights, and a proposal that would cause a rift between the two Houses of Parliament in Australia. On December 17, 1967, Harold went to Cheviot Beach near Melbourne to swim. The weather was perfect for it, but he never returned. Two days later, Harold Holt was pronounced dead, and five days after the appearance, a memorial service was held. The service attracted royalty, world's leaders, political power brokers, and the grieving public. Harold's reason for visiting the beach was because there was an around-the-world sailor coming to Port Phillip Bay. He'd brought some friends along as well. Harold was also quite sporty, but by all accounts, wasn't a particularly strong swimmer. An extensive search was conducted to find Harold. It included up to 300 people at points, but nothing was found. The search was called off on January 5th, 1968. The only evidence that Harold had even been at the beach that day was the pile of his belongings left on the sand. 
in a testament to Australian humour and as a memorial to Harold Holt. John Gorton, the 19th Australian Prime Minister, opened the Harold Holt Memorial Swimming Centre in March 1969. To this day, nobody knows what happened to Harold Holt in the ocean in 1967. went swimming at Cheviot Beach in December 1967, but never returned. He was pronounced dead soon afterwards, but some people think he didn't die in the waves. What could have happened? The theories surrounding this have been going for nearly 55 years and overshadow Holt's impressive political career. So we'll start with perhaps the most logical theory. I've already said that Harold wasn't a very strong swimmer, and it's for this reason that one theory is that he did, in fact, drown. To add to the issue with his swimming, he'd just had shoulder surgery. On the Friday before his disappearance, he left the hospital with orders to take it easy. Harold didn't do this. He played tennis on the Saturday and then disappeared on the Sunday. If he'd just had shoulder surgery, his swimming would be even worse than usual leaving him in a bad situation. It's very possible that he ended up being too tired to swim back to the shore. Tom Frame, Harold Holt's biographer, believes that Harold would have had security detail due to John F. Kennedy's assassination and says that they likely wouldn't have been too far away if he'd gotten into trouble in the water. But when the time came, they weren't there to help. I don't know if he did have a security detail or not, but it would make sense that if he did, they would be on standby. I don't think he did, because they would likely have saved him. Some people believe that the swim was an attempt at suicide. The reasons behind this are said to be him being distraught over an allegedly bad marriage, or that he was worn out from his job as Prime Minister. The police discredited this in 1968 during the report, saying that it was highly unlikely. Some theories are more conspiratorial, suggesting that it was a Russian or Chinese mission involving a submarine. This theory suggests that Harold was kidnapped whilst out on his swim. But this is a little out there and a huge stretch. Yes, it was during the Cold War and tensions were high between communist countries and others. But to hide a submarine seems a little far-fetched. British journalist Anthony Gray wrote a book called The Prime Minister Was a Spy, something that was widely hated. The book said that Harold was actually a Chinese spy and was evacuated from the beach at the end of his mission. What that mission was is a mystery to me. Frame said that the kidnap theory has no evidence at all to back them up and are nonsense. A witness to Harold's swim said that the sea became turbulent as he swam. The witness said that it seemed like the sea around Harold boiled, swallowing him. There isn't a huge amount to go on here, though. Based on the description of the ocean, it's unlikely to be an undercurrent. They're not visible from the surface. It can't be a riptide either, since they tend to appear where the sea seems calmer. It 
could have been something coming up from under the water, but I'm unsure what could be large enough to swallow a grown man. Could there be something bigger out there lying in wait to swallow people? We may never know. The information from this episode came from a National Museum Australia article, the National Film and Sound Archive of Australia, and a CNN World article. The theories from this episode came from the previous sources. References and links are posted on social media if you want to take a look. The link tree is available in the episode description, so you can go to your preferred social media or listen on your preferred platform. Patreon is still unchanged with £3 here if you want to support me but I have nothing to put on there yet. Suggestions, personal stories and corrections can be sent through the email in the episode description too. This week's Creature Feature releases on Saturday and next week's episode releases next Wednesday. So hold on until then. (laughs) 